Okay, everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Figure It Out podcast with me, Chandler Collins. Self-admittance, started off the pod tonight on a bad foot, had to restart the pod. Don't know what my intro was, felt like I nailed that one, though. Locked in for another episode of Football Talk with Johnny Rowe, Blaine Wheeler, NFL Week 10 right here. Have a surprise guest for the listeners coming up here in a couple minutes. Cannot wait to talk about football with the boys. Let's hear from them here. Blaine, how we doing, buddy? We got like one more day of 70 degrees left. So it's like you're, you're driving down the road, listen to this on your podcast. I'm soak it up. And I was thinking too, like, just keep soaking up the NFL slate. I man, we're already in week 10. No, change that thought. We are in week 10. This is the best half of football that you get mm-hmm. all year long. Enjoy it. Um, we got a great slate. I'm ready for it. Yeah, uh, days are getting a little shorter. It's dark as hell early. Keep watching football, people. It keeps you up. It keeps you engaged. Johnny, how are you doing, buddy? Yeah, doing well. Yeah, the weather today got to 80 degrees here in, in the Ozarks. It was gorgeous outside. And, yeah, like I had that thought, too. Like instead of being pissed off about how it's going to be below 40 degrees this weekend, just enjoy it. Um, and and football is definitely something to enjoy when it's cold. The game changes um and and it's certainly fun to watch make some chili watch some football like there's not you know it's, we're getting the chilly weather and uh, and and i'm so excited for it so yeah happy to be here guys a lot to get to a lot of takeaways from last week a lot to look forward to um and i'm ready to get into it chili is good johnny really well said Fire. i could eat a bowl of chili right now i mean it's ridiculous now do you guys like it um johnny i feel like if i had to predict you like it spicy you're gonna yeah, okay. heat, no, heat it up so- yeah, so let's get into this a little bit. So uh, <laughs> Saturday, this last Saturday, uh, um, we celebrated my son's first birthday. His birthday is actually the the week before. Happy that. birthday, Johnny. See, yeah. all right. Thank you. Thank hey, you very much. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was in charge of the food. And uh, so my wife just said, you know, figure out how what we're going to eat. And I think she just thought that I was going to pick like something and we'd all cook it. Well, my friend Jonathan, who is a listener of the podcast, shout out Jonathan. Johnny is an excellent cook, excellent cook. And uh, he made like enough chili for 60 people. We made like, you know, five, six pounds of chili or whatever it was. Um, I think actually it was more than it was more than that. But anyways, chili is amazing. It's got to have a little spice to it. And it absolutely cannot have beans in it. I will die on that hill. It is one of the most infuriating things in the world. If you put beans in chili... It's not chilly. Blaine, feels, go ahead. That, that feels I, hard out to me. That feels hard That is, I, you know, I was going to go, I was like, man, I'm, I'm going to say this, but I'm going to say, I like beans and veggies. I like some veggies in there. Give a little crunch to it, too. A little too. celery, maybe? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I do. So that's completely opposite take. Sorry. Yeah, no, I love toppings and chili. I'll throw, I'm throwing in sour cream, some cheese over the top. I like your celery idea, Blaine. Never tried that before, but might have to throw some in next time. Some peppers. Give me, like a, give me some sort of smorgasbord in there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. God. Blaine, you're just making a hot Bloody Mary. I mean, what the hell? I mean, that, 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 what, <laughs> it's good. That? I don't good. know. I, I, you know, my, my mom was a horrible cook, and then I come to – Marry wow, my the, the love of my life here pretty soon, and she's a phenomenal cook, and she puts veggies and celery and beans in her chili, and I'm not complaining. So, <laughs> it sounds like delicious, like meat soup that you guys are having, but it's not chili. And if you ask the people in Texas where chili was created, and if you ask the no people beans. at Texas Roadhouse, 
no beans. But between the three of us, don't tell Jonathan this. I I would eat it with beans. I'm just not. I I would prefer it without beans. Makes sense. It really does. Um, you not Johnny. Way to start off the show with a great topic. I really like that. Let's get in real quick before we get into the slate. Week nine takeaways. Blaine, thank you for the reminder. Um. Interesting week in the NFL. Some teams fall. Uh, some some games were really, really close. Um, I'll go first, actually, tonight. My takeaway from the Week 9 slate comes from Monday night, and this really kind of ties into Johnny uh, alluding to the changing in the weather. Boys, I think this Baltimore Ravens team is a team that really needs to be taken seriously moving forward. Um, they are a... First off, there's something to be said about a team that's just going to line you up and hit you in the mouth, and we witnessed that with the Chiefs on Sunday. It's just a scary thing to have to deal with. They they are probably not the the absolute you know best most explosive team, but they can come into anywhere at any time. And Monday night's a great example. You know that dome was fired up. The Saints coming off a big win last week. You know they had a lot of momentum coming into this game against the Ravens. And the Ravens showed up and just smacked them in the mouth. Uh, their defense is getting healthy. And right now, I think this Ravens team is really trending up. That's my week nine takeaway. I really like that one, boys. I've kind of been hot on my takeaways here recently. I think we all three of us really are understanding this season right now. And a season that's kind of difficult to understand. Each one of us is providing something. And I love it. Johnny, let's go to you. What's your week nine takeaway, my guy? I like yours, Chandler. Um, I... I thought about that earlier today. Um, I thought on Twitter this morning and uh, you know how Twitter says like, so-and-so liked this tweet. Um, it said Patrick Mahomes had liked this tweet and it was a, a tweet from first things first, which is Nick Wright's show on Fox uh, on FS1. Great show, by the way. Yeah. And uh, if you just read the, just the caption, of course, I won't talk about the whole video. Um, but the quote on the on the tweet says, right now, Baltimore is the team that scares me the most. Uh, and it says, get Nick Wright on if the Ravens are the biggest threat to the Chiefs in the AFC. And Mahomes, it's still on Mahomes' Twitter likes. So Mahomes liked that. And so I think there is a lot of respect for Baltimore in, in the AFC league-wide. Um, and this is no shot at Blaine, but I think Chandler and I are, have been higher on Baltimore than Blaine. So, Blaine, I'm curious to see. Absolutely. Uh, to hear your thoughts on 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 uh, on Baltimore, mine's quick too. So let's just get to my takeaway. It's just being healthy, right? Like right now is the time. Week ten with the weather changing, like this is when you really have to pay attention to taking care of your body as a player. Like obviously all the time, but like right now with the weather, with the conditions, with the hits that have been piling up for ten weeks, like being healthy is paramount right now. And so going into the playoffs, whoever is the most healthy is going to be at a huge advantage. We'll get to it later. It sounds like it's not as bad as we initially thought. But the most important player to the Buffalo Bills has a sprained elbow. So it's like, well, it, it's just all about being healthy going forward. Um, and, and now that we're in week 10, my takeaway from the first nine weeks is that the Chiefs are pretty healthy, uh, knock on wood. And going forward, I, I hope it stays that way, Blaine. Yeah, I know. I'm looking, you know, I, I kind of thought about this too, after Baltimore beat New Orleans, which New Orleans, one of my takeaways, first takeaway, get Jameis back in there. Just, just do it. Um, <laughs> Danny Dalton, you suck. But 
looking at looking at Baltimore's schedule, I mean, I don't see a way they don't go worse than five and three in their last stretch. Six and two is about right, and they could go seven and one. Really could go. Their schedule's that easy. So that's uh, that's definitely something to watch. Good takeaway. But my real takeaway is, guys, Tyreek Hill is the second best player in football behind Patrick Mahomes. And we were blessed with them for many years being on the same football team. But what Tyreek Hill has done this season is unbelievable. I mean, he put up 188 lap the week before, 140-something last week. He's on pace to have the best two years of a wide receiver in the history of the NFL. I hate it. But God damn, he's good. And um, it makes it makes Miami betting Miami hard because I hate Tua, but I love their weapons, and Tyreek's really good. I completely agree, Blaine. I hate to say it, too. I literally – I don't want him to hear this. I know he's a longtime listener, but Tyreek, you're damn good. Let's uh, – Let's that's wow, three really good takeaways. Uh, and we're going to lead right into the week 10 slate here. And we are joined by one of the most all important offensive linemen in Missouri State history. His name's Jordan Turner. He's back with us this week to bring back a little Bears magic to the show. Tough loss in week nine, losing by three to the Dolphins that were just mentioned earlier but a really, really positive loss in a really weird way. Uh, Jordan, before we we get into this game here, coming up in week 10 between the Bears and the Detroit Lions, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing pretty good. You know, um, like you said, it's kind of one of those weird situations where you lose a game and you don't feel terrible about it. You know, thinking about the Bears and their situation, everyone knows they're not a Super Bowl team. And this is kind of what I was hoping and what I was – wanting to be optimistic for for the season was how can we get a higher draft pick while also showing Justin Fields improvement and that's about the epitome of that game right there and you can also even say as a Bears fan we got hosed you know we got absolutely hosed by that no call on Claypool yeah then, dude that was a bad that was bad and you know I know I'm biased but I feel like the Bears are consistently on the wrong end of these <laughs> referees just being terrible and uh, had a playoff game myself in Carthage on Saturday, a little off topic. And once again, refs hosed us a little bit. And so left a really bad taste in my mouth going back-to-back days with the men in stripes. But, um, yeah, the uh, state of the Bears right now, I'd say from last time to this time, based on the performance from Justin Fields, basically, I mean, you could you could blame the refs a little bit, but I mean Equinemia St. Brown, catch the freaking ball, dude. The next throw is right in your hands. Justin makes an incredible throw right to you on the run. And I mean, you still gotta make that play at the end of the day. So overall, like you said, it's a little weird, but it was a great game. It was a fun game to watch, and it's a lot different from the Bears teams in the past where we've seen great defense, boring offense. So complete flip now. Yeah, I think it's, uh, what was it, maybe like week three since you've been on. So, I mean, you can hear it in your voice. It's a little bit more lively. It has a little bit, a little life to it. I think the voice in week three was a little bit more dead. It's good to see. Oh, yeah. With that all being said, let's talk to you about this matchup on Sunday, NFC North battle, Detroit at Soldier Field and the Chicago Bears. It's, uh, it could be ugly. Turner it could just be one of those stinky NFC North games, but I kind of feel like this matchup has produced a lot of points in recent times. I'm pretty sure they played last year and 
didn't uh, DeAndre Swift like drop the ball on the goal line to win the game or something like that? Turner, do you remember any of that? Am that I was really a, off. That was two years ago. Okay, um, week one. I remember yeah. that because I bet on that game with a fellow coach of mine, and I thankfully won the bet. That was uh, Swift's rookie year. Yeah, right. Um, well, I, you know, it's one of those things where the Bears' defense is horrible. The Detroit Lions defense is even worse somehow. <laughs> and it, I think right now, I mean, the, the Lions didn't put on a show, you know, against the Packers last week, but the Packers defense is pretty solid. You know, they're not, you know, overall, they uh, have a lot of talent on the defensive side of the ball. So I think you can see a shootout here. You know, the Bears in the last five weeks have went from 16.3 points per game previously to now 25 points per game. Um, the Lions, they, you know, it's not, it's hard to say now without Hawkinson, if they can really produce, cause there were some weeks where he kind of put that offense on their back, but overall the bears just have proven that they can't, um, rush a passer and they allowed, I think it was the first 10 passes from Tua were completed. So they allow, they allow a lot of completions. They don't get to the quarterback very well. So I could see this being a high-scoring game. And this is one of those times where, you know, honestly, I'd like to see just a shootout. I'd like to see if Justin Fields, maybe more so on the passing in this this week, which it's once again, it's tough with the talent he has around him to really throw the ball around. But it'd be fun to see him kind of air it out a little bit, you know, because he, he just set the record last week with his legs. Maybe, you know. Maybe get to three. I would like to see him throw a 300 yard game. That would be awesome. I don't know if we're there yet because the, like I said, the receivers, but that'd be sweet. Now, before I turn it over to Johnny and Blaine here to get their quick thoughts on the game too, got a, just a decent question for you. I think this last three, four weeks of Justin Fields and this bears offense, is this the bears best offense you've ever seen? You know, it's, it, it's one of them, which is sad. I mean, it's top um, two. I mean, what is it? 2018 with Trubisky was probably. And even other... then was ups and downs. I mean, and mind you people for the listeners, bears have been in the Super Bowl in our lifetime. So like... yeah, old tiny hands, Rex Grossman with a wet Super Bowl game. I mean, it's Peyton Manning's first too. So that's tough. Yeah. But, um, you know, what's fun about this game, you know, I'm an offensive lineman, like you said, and the bears run the damn ball and it's awesome to watch, man. They are just up front. That's the only thing they can do. They're not good at protecting, but boy, they are Tevin Jenkins, man. He, there were some question marks about him coming into the season. He was kind of a pick. I think he's in a second year and he had back surgery last year coming in. And man, if you watch the tape on him, he is just out there mauling dudes. He's playing to the whistle. And there were some times last year, even where he was one of the only dudes that would stand up for Justin. I, I think he's got a lot of heart and he's a good player. Um, I, I think that they're doing a great job of splitting time with Montgomery and Herbert and running the ball with Justin. So it's hard to, it's hard to think of another offense that really would be more fun to watch. I'd say, I'd say this is probably the most fun offense I've seen as a bears fan for sure. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm not going to say much about the game. I'm rolling with the bears uh, for sure. That just got me freaking fired up. Blaine, let's start with you, buddy. Your thoughts on this game real quick. Yeah. I'm rolling with the bears. I'm keeping going. Golf is Oh, and 10 on the road in his last 11 starts. And he's lost wow. by more than 14 points a game in those starts. That is bad. And, and can I say, can I yeah. say real, just real quick, yeah. I, this is a little shade to the bears and actually not a little shade, a lot of shade. Cause this really doesn't like Turner can't control this. That field is shitty. Shitty. 
Dude, it, and golf doesn't want to play on that. Managed pretty boy. Gig Turner, isn't it managed by the city of Chicago or some crazy something like that? Isn't it? It's what's... something like that. And then I, they they tried changing the grass this year, but it's still been just oh, horrible. It I mean, horrible on Sunday. It, and I mean, if you remember the first week, the rain uh, it just dumped all over it. While the San Francisco right. 49ers and the Bears just running the ball all over it, man, it just right away mucked it up. Yeah, but I mean, but with that, I mean, the Lions, you're talking about, that's what one point I had written down was Chicago can run the ball and the Lions can't stop the run if they, I mean, if they were given a million dollars, they couldn't do it. I mean, they give up five yards of carry. That's horrible. And then when you look at guys that they played running quarterbacks, Jalen Hurts ran for over 90 on um, Detroit earlier in the year. And Justin Fields can do that. He has over the last four, over 60 yards um, rushing over the last four. I mean, I don't see how Fields – doesn't continue to run the ball. You want him to. I mean, it's made him better as a passer. It made him better as a quarterback, and I think he can do it and continue to do it. I like Chicago. Johnny? Yeah, four for four. I'm on Chicago, Woo! minus three. Um, I will say just one quick thing, one little – the, both of these – this is kind of stinky. It could, it could be stinky. Like, this is the Lions and the Bears. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, they, they're combined five and 12 or something like that on the year. So uh, not great. But what is great is what Justin Fields is doing for this team. Turner brought up a point that uh, it could be a shootout. Vegas thinks there's going to be points scored. The total's 48 and a half for this game. Wow. And so Vegas is – Vegas. I, I thought it would have been like 41 and a half or something like that. Like, they think there's going to be a whole other touchdown than what I thought it would be. So I don't know if I have the stones to take the over on that, but Vegas thinks it's there. And I just think that Detroit is is miserable. I mean, they won 15 to nine last week. Like, I think the Bears can score more than 15. I think they can win this game like 24 to 10 or something like that, or, or maybe a little bit more than that. So um, I, I, I'm going to bet on the Bears here in this game. And one one point that I'll say, too, if Fields is going to get his 300-yard passing game, it would be in, against somebody like the Lions. But I also don't even know if, like, it would take a lot for that to happen and would impress me so much because for as good as the bears are at run blocking, they're graded as one of the worst pass blocking units in the league. And when, and when you have the, the lack of weapons that, that he has, it's great to get Claypool, but he's still new in the system. Like when you, when you don't have dynamic players to throw to across the board and they can't protect you to give you the time to do it, it would be really hard to get up to 300 yards. But if he were to do it in this spot, I would be super impressed. And he is so fast. Oh, my wow. God. He looked like this sound. This might sound weird, but like I love watching him run. It looks cool it as fuck it, yeah. when he runs. Like it looks so easy. Like a lot of guys really sh- like like when McCole runs for the Chiefs, it looks like he's really trying and doing a he whole stinks. lot. He stinks, but Justin just glides like he's on skis, man. I yeah. love watching him, and um, so yeah, I'll, I'll I'll take the Bears here. Talk to me on Sunday if I'll take the over in this one. I kind of like it. The weather's supposed to be on Sunday a high of thirty nine. Thirty, yes. So not, so not like you know, it looks like it's not going to rain or anything to have that kind of bear weather, but it will be cold and golf that Cali boy. He is about to get eaten up by Chicago. Go Bears. That's, that's exactly what I was about to say, man. It's that first time of the year, 34 degrees at kick. Give it to me. Give God. it to me. McCool you... was just begging to fumble that punt against the Titans. Sorry. Oh, it's, still, it's been on my mind ever since you said that. 
So Turner, go ahead. I was just thinking back to when golf was still on the Rams and they were really good. And I think it was 2018 or 20, yeah, 2018 in year. The and they Bears. came in and it was like one of the first cold games and golf was terrible. Yeah. I mean, he was horrible. So and this is like Johnny said, this is a game that I don't want to expect, but I, I would like and almost do expect the Bears to win by double digits, you know, 10 plus. They, they're, the the Lions offense is not very good. I know our defense is terrible, but I think we can put up, you know, 30 plus points and I think we can stop them to 20, you know, so I love I'm hoping it, for a shootout. I really love it. Awesome, dude. Um, appreciate you coming by. Um, we'll have to, uh, I kind of like that little five week mark. I mean, I think that was, that was week three, this, and oh, I guess it's seven weeks now, but maybe in five weeks we check back in with you. I love yeah. these little updates you've been providing us, brother. We uh, we really appreciate it. We appreciate your time. Awesome. Thanks for having me on. For sure. Just uh, let me know. Always text me, and I'll uh, make sure to prepare a little bit. So, right. appreciate it. Yep. See you, buddy. See you, guys. See ya. See ya. Man, that was awesome. I love Burner. What a guy. <laughs> so cool. What a guy. For the listeners, I started dying laughing because he – Blaine was talking, so it probably distracted Blaine. But Turner joined in on our Zoom. There's four boxes on the screen. Quad box. And he and he's, like, messing with his camera. It, like, obviously detached from his computer. And so he's, like, moving it around. Hilarious. Like, like, like just hilarious. Like, it's, like, right up against his face. And you could see his whole room. And Blaine's, like, trying to talk. And then he cuts the camera off for five seconds. And then when it comes back, it's perfectly mounted, and he's just smiling at the camera. <laughs> and I just lost it because he's like six ten. Yeah, he's yeah, smiling. That's exactly what I. So for the listeners who don't know, offensive lineman at Missouri State. That's why he's you know talking about that a little bit. I think I mean the guy's like six six, six seven, whatever, three hundred pounds, a massive human, and is just the most hilarious. That's awesome. I mean, it's so he funny, rocks. Man. He rocks. He's elite human being. He's yeah. Awesome. And you know what, too? I kind of said it when he was on, but the sound in his voice sounded very positive. I don't think you've heard a Bears fan sound like that yeah. in our lifetime. So Good for them, too. Yep, good for them. So hopefully they uh, they get a win. Let's get the Thursday night's matchup tomorrow night, guys. Man, Thursday night football is, is not getting a good draw. Um, I mean, if you would have listened back to the AFC or the NFC South uh, preview, Dude, I was all over the Panthers. You would have thought before the season this might be an okay game. This game, we're starting off with, I think, a slight stinky tag. I mean, this is not going to be a, a very exciting game. I think that the uh, loss last week for Carolina against Cincinnati just has completely derailed any sort of interim coach magic or whatever has been going on. Um, they lose a heartbreaker this last time, the last time that these two teams played. I really don't know if I know much about this game, really. These two teams are very confusing. Atlanta minus two and a half. Um, I kind of like that. Carolina, it's not like a home field advantage, and it's a freaking divisional game. I like it. Give me Atlanta. But I really don't know if I have much. I hope you guys can fill me in. Johnny, let's go with you. I don't know who's going to be the quarterback. Do either of you? Is it PJ or is it going to be Baker? Because PJ, you know, two, last time he played Atlanta, had a, had, a, had a good game for him, had one of the best throws I've seen all season long on the deep ball of DJ Moore. They, of course, lost that game because Eddie Pinheiro missed a couple of kicks. Um, and then last week they're getting blown out by Cincinnati, and PJ gets benched for Baker. And so I, I don't know if you guys have seen who's going to start. 
probably PJ. I mean, I, I but either way, that's not good. And um, I, I like Atlanta minus two and a half here. I don't love it, but if I'm going to bet something, you know, I, I like that more than the over <clears throat> the over under at 42 and a half. Like, I don't think they're going to have a, a shootout game like they did last time um, for the viewing purposes. I hope they do. But uh, it, it's a gr- another gross game next week on Thursday night football. It's Titans at Packers like they're not getting Maybe they're just just league wide. There's just not that many really great teams. I think that's probably what it is. But I'll take Atlanta minus two and a half. One thing to monitor: if Carolina is going to be able to throw, it will be to DJ Moore, and AJ Terrell is out, the best corner for for the Falcons. And as Blaine has said in the past, their secondary stinks anyway. So maybe that's how Carolina gets going. I tend to think it's going to be a heavy matchup uh, on the ground with these guys with Deonta Foreman and then. Uh, Cordero and, and Tyler Algier. Blaine? Yeah, Cordero Patterson didn't play two weeks ago. So that was a huge, huge point in that game when you're looking at it. He's back, scored two touchdowns last week against the Chargers. I mean, he ran over it, dude, in the red zone. I don't know if you guys saw that. I'll, I'll try to find that. Oh, oh I'll, I'll try to find it and tweet it at Blaine Wheeler21 is my Twitter. You guys can go back and look at it um, when you're listening to this. But whenever opponents score, more than 17 points against Carolina. They're one in 30. That's horrible. And I, I have no reason to believe that Arizona can't put up points here against this defense. I mean, uh, hell, Atlanta. Atlanta, Atlanta excuse me. Wrong hey, bird. excuse me. Wrong bird, wrong bird. But no, I'm talking the Bengals put up 42 last week. And if you give up 42 the week before, you're going to give up some points the week after. I don't see how Atlanta doesn't score here, doesn't cover. I like Atlanta. The short week is an awful spot here for the Panthers. Moving forward, Sunday morning, 8.30 football is back, people, for those of you in the central time zone. 9.30 on the East Coast. Seattle and Tampa Bay playing in Munich, Germany. First time ever, correct, in the NFL. Unbelievable, really cool opportunity for both of these two teams. Um, And in a game where see this the, if you would have talked to us before the season who would be the better team it wouldn't even been a question who would have been the better team it was going to be Tampa Bay that could not be farther from the truth here uh Johnny just sent in the line I cannot believe that Tampa Bay is favored they they do not look good they beat the Rams last week do I have that correct just can I get a head nod they beat the Rams they looked awful in that game I mean, Tom Brady is getting all this praise because he went down and led the game to what, win 16-13? Come on. I mean, they stink. I think Seattle kills them here. First of all, the fact that they're underdogs, slap in the face, give me Seattle plus three. It doesn't even need to be said that much about Seattle because we know kind of what their blueprint is. They they believe in Geno. They have good weapons. They had good weapons last year, and we've all seen Russell just stinks. Pete Carroll's a good coach, been there before. They have a toughness about him. I don't know why. What does Vegas know that I don't know? I love Seattle, Blaine. I want to love Seattle, but I don't. I, and there's a lot There's a lot of sports talks, in it, and I don't want to say I love Tampa Bay because I don't, but there's a lot of sports talk. Oh, Brady's last drive makes Tampa Bay that much better. Than, bullshit. I mean, Tampa Bay is who Tampa Bay is. They've struggled to run the football. They can't. Brady's been throwing the ball a ton because he has to. But, I, you know, I think this is a game where Tampa Bay might be able to get their running game going. Seattle can't stop it. 
but Tampa Bay hasn't been able to. So if they can a little bit, take a little bit of pressure off Tom, you know, Tom's taking that extra time to Germany, picking at these young. I know they got Woolen and Jackson at, at corner who have been really good, but there's something about me thinks that Tom's going to be able to pick at some of those guys and they aren't going to be as great, really phenomenal as they have all year. So just, just Brady against a young secondary and defense. I, I like, and I really like Vita Bay being able to stop some of the stuff. Like Kenneth Walker's been really good, and and I think Tampa's defense is just simply better than Seattle's, and Tom Brady's better than Geno. Chandler is uh, absolutely disgusted with what Distraught. you said. Do you, want to, do you want to say anything, Chandler, before I go? I just don't know where you think this Tampa defense is so good. They haven't no, been that good. No, I don't. No, I know. But I think, like, playmakers like Vita Bay and, and some of these guys can – I mean, I, I just don't think Seattle's going to be able to put up 30. I just don't. Also, Giselle is German, so maybe some sort of saboteur over there. I don't know. Johnny. Revenge game. I thought she was Brazilian. I think she's German, but she might be Brazilian. That's the same thing. Anything outside of the USA is all the same, right? Yeah. Same okay. continent, too, right? <laughs> so, uh, I love how this game's in Germany. I love how the how the the league is doing this kind of thing, right? We've seen games in Mexico, right? We've seen the Chiefs win in Mexico City. We've seen plenty of games in in England, and uh, now we're seeing games uh, in Germany. And uh, Munich is, you know, a huge sports city. Bayern Munich is one of the biggest just sports brands in the entire world. So this is really cool uh, for the league. Uh, the next place I'm going to go with this is that Tampa Bay is four and five and Tom, Tom Brady's their quarterback and they are in first place in the NFC South. Again, guys, how does Brady keep doing this? How does Brady spend 20 years in the AFC East with three teams that aren't even trying uh, except for one year where Rex Ryan, Mark Sanchez and Darrell Revis willed the Jets past them? And then now he goes to here to, to the NFC South, and all of those teams suck too. Which, which we thought was going to be good. <laughs> it's ridiculous. So, look, I'm at a crossroads here. On one side, I've talked about it many times before, the wake-up test. Do I want to wake up on Monday and have to deal with the fact that I bet against Tom Brady in a spot where he can become the first quarterback to win in Germany. It's Tom Brady. It's Geno Smith. Like, do I, do I want to go down the wake up test side of the approach to this? I'm not going to do that because I'm going to bet on the Seahawks. They are the Johnny Rose Seahawks. Okay. The Johnny Rose Seahawks. I've been on them almost every game all year. They finally, I said last week on the pod, if they were to cover, um, in that, in that game, they would be dubbed the Johnny Rowe Seahawks. The Johnny Rowe Jags have been banished to hell. The Johnny Rowe Falcons have been banished to hell. It is currently the Johnny Rowe Seahawks season, and I love them at plus three here. I just, for as, for as bad as Tampa has been, for as good as Seattle has looked, like I just don't think that Tampa can score enough. Like, I think Tampa's offense is really – it's really broken. They cannot run the football, and we all know if you can't run the football. We saw it in the Chiefs-Titans game. Like, you, it's just really hard to score. You know, like, we'll get to it later. The Chiefs had over 500 yards of offense, 
and 20 points in, in an almost full overtime period addition. So it's like Tampa cannot score the football. And I think Seattle can score enough. If it's a slugfest, like a back and forth, uh, low scoring game, I think Seattle can keep it close enough to cover that three. So I, I like that three. And if you wanted to go up to three and a half, I wouldn't, I wouldn't fault that either Blake. Yeah. I want to just, you're talking about Tampa not being able to run the football. Completely correct. Add Rashad White if you can now, because I think Tampa's going to start using this guy a little bit more. Just a fantasy tidbit as you go, as you're talking about it, I thought about it. I had I added him, and I I just think that they'll start to try to use him more. Lenny Fournette's just like fat and slow, and and I don't think it's good for Tampa. So just add him. That's a small point. Giselle is Brazilian, so I'm 0 for 1 on that. Moving forward, <laughs> Minnesota at Buffalo. Uh, better titled in my eyes as Iraq versus Afghanistan. Um, hate both of these co- or countries and teams. Uh, I hate Minnesota so much. It boils my blood. I have to talk about them. My favorite week of the NFL season so far has been when Minnesota was on the bye because I hate them. They are the worst 7 1 team I've ever seen. They're lucky that they beat the freaking commanders in Washington on, or excuse me, in Maryland on, uh, on Sunday. Um, I, Kirk Cousins is fine in terms of, I like, I do kind of like the, when he wears the chains, I do think that's cool because I like seeing guys rally around a guy, but he sucks. Blaine, he's horrible. I don't know how you go to bat for this guy week in and week out. It just drives me up a wall. Um, and on the flip side, Buffalo, look, I think, and and we've seen it with the Chiefs too, Buffalo's really good. And they had a stinker last week against the Jets. The Jets are a very improved team, have a good defense. We'll talk about them. We will not because they're on a bye. Um, but I, I really look for them to rebound here. And, and it all really does determine on Josh Allen's injury, but I'm going to act like he's hundred percent healthy because all three of us talked about it um, just the other day. I want Josh out there. Let uh, He needs to be out there. He's good for the league um, injuries. I, I hate, I hate seeing that. So um, hope he's good. I think Buffalo kills him. I have no, no worries here in my mind at all. Buffalo minus three and a half in New York. Give it to me all day. Um, I don't want to hear from Blaine. So, Johnny, you go ahead. Well, I I wanted to say this as a disclaimer. Before the news on Josh came out, this line was eight or eight and a half. And so either you know, Vegas is just trying to help themselves out with the line move. But I tend to think that like with it moving five points like that, that makes me think it's going to be Case Keenum this week. Like, I just, I, I, again, I'm with you. Like, I, like, I want the Chiefs to beat the Bills at full strength when it comes to turn, when it comes to that in, in January. Um, but in this spot, you know, week 10 with, I feel like at the Bills schedule, some, they've got some easy games coming up. You know, every game's tough in the NFL, but they, they don't have any like Chiefs on the schedule coming up. Um, after this week so I, I just I think they rest Josh here and that's how I'm going to approach my take to this game if Josh plays I'm betting on the Bills if Josh doesn't play I'm going to take Minnesota and I I don't I don't love Kirk I actually I, he drives me crazy too I He's I'm awful I'm, I'm higher on Minnesota as a team Kirk I think 
is really good on the first drive, really good on first down. I sent a stat that I can't even remember, but you know, you guys remember like third down later in the games. It's he's not as good, but he's you know more of a conservative player. But uh, with Case Keenum on the other side, and with how that team is playing, and how Kevin O'Connell is coaching, I I would just have to go with the with Vikings plus three and a half in that situation. And I'm curious to see what you guys say, Blaine. Yeah, Kirk Josh Allen. Go ahead. Sorry. Sorry. One more thing. Kirk Cousins has 13 touchdowns and six picks. That that moves the needle for you, Blaine. That's um, he, he also has That's 30, 37 games in a row where he's thrown for a touchdown. The next leader is at 16, I think, or something. I mean, he's consistent. He always is consistently okay. He can win you ball games. If you want to call him a game manager, that's fine. And the reason that I'm taking Minnesota is not because of Kirk. It's not because of all this. I think their defense can get to whoever's at quarterback. I mean, they, I mean, this this secondary has allowed 11 touchdowns and eight interceptions this year. They're good. Pat P. A lot of the guys at the secondary. Their D line's good. Buffalo gave up five sacks last week to the Jets. Now the Jets' front's pretty good, but Minnesota sacked the quarterback 24 times and. I if Case Keenum's back there with pressure, you get Pat P versus Stephon Diggs. That can limit Buffalo pretty easily because Buffalo can't run the ball. I mean, Josh Allen leads them in rushing this season. So yeah. if there's no Josh Allen, I why would you take Buffalo? I, I don't get it. Minnesota's hot. Kirk Cousins was just on the Manning cast wearing all the chains. Thielen is limited, something to watch. But dude, Minnesota's weapons plus their defense, they're they're going to win this game by a touchdown. A lot of shout-outs tonight to other podcasts, and he was also on the Pat McAfee show, um, and he was kind of sick on there, but I'm not going to say that out loud. Moving forward, Denver plays Tennessee. I am not going to spend much time on this because I think Tennessee kills them, and quite frankly, guys, I like what I saw from Tennessee on Sunday. Their defense is flat-out nasty. Um, They're like a worse version of the Baltimore Ravens, especially with Malik Willis, and even that version scares me. Um, Tennessee minus two and a half is an absolute joke to me. Denver is not going to be able to do anything against this offense, in my opinion. Um, I mean, they have don't doesn't Denver have Latavius Murray as their starting running back? I mean, that come on, that's that's not good, and especially for a team that and a quarterback that needs to establish the run. Um, I think Tennessee's all over them here. They got a lot of confidence after that game. People are kind of patting them on the back. Now I will say that that is one thing, but I don't think of Rabel that team. Let's that affect them at all. I think Tennessee rolls Denver here, Blaine. Yeah, I'm going Tennessee too. I just Denver, what's it gonna look like post Chubb? I don't like that move. I think it's stupid. What I don't I wouldn't say that as far as an organization, but that's bad for the team right now. And their offensive line is banged up. Tennessee's got a really good front. We saw that. And I think Tennessee's front can get after him. And Russ isn't good. And why would he be good against pressure? Tennessee minus two take it. Three for three. I'll take Tennessee, and I'm taking the under as well, and this is where it gets really stinky. The over-under is 36 and a half. That's the, oh. lowest, to- that's the lowest total this season Holy shit. Um, in the NFL, and since 2019, totals with 37 or fewer points, the under is 10 and four in those games. Wow. The, Bronco- the Broncos, uh, seven of their eight games this year, they're three and five, seven of their eight games this year, have gone have uh the under has hit they've gone under titans same stat six and two so that like this is an underplay i think all the numbers back it up 
I'm not sure if Tannehill's going to play. Even if it is Tannehill, I like the under in this spot. I legitimately think that there is a chance that Denver does not score a point in this game. On the road against that defense, one thing to monitor, I did see, I didn't pull the names, but the injury report for Tennessee was pretty extensive. I tend to think it's kind of some of the same guys as last week, like Jeffrey Simmons is on there with that ankle again. I I just think they're going to go. They're at home. They're going to go, but it's just like – yeah, Vrabel knows. Like he knows what they're going to give him on Sunday. Just they know the playbook. They're, what playbook do you need to know with Jeffrey Simmons? You're you're trying to bust through a freaking wall to get to Russell Wilson. Like that's all you're going to do. Yeah. So uh, I love Tennessee in this spot, two and a half, regardless of the quarterback and the under. That's what I want. Cleveland goes to Miami in a game that I think kind of has the same tendency as Denver at Tennessee. I think this is a blowout in South Beach, um, Miami is a very explosive team. We've already talked about Tyreek Hill, um, Jalen Waddle. I mean, these guys, this is a ridiculous receiving core, and and they go on the road in Chicago, um, sneak out a victory, but I think they come back and and they take care of business here. Um, Cleveland, I think they're going to try and line up and run the ball, control the ball a lot. They really need to win the time of possession um, if they have any chance of winning. And I do think they can do that with Nick Chubb. I like I like what they can do on the ground. But I look for this kind of as a bounce back for the Dolphins defense, in my opinion, especially when Jacoby Brissett drops back to pass. Um, the Dolphins, not the best defense right now. They were kind of struggling, and they kind of was on display against the Bears. But I think this is a really good time for them to bounce back here against a worse quarterback, in my opinion, um, when you compare him to Justin Fields. Not going to be as dynamic, not going to be scrambling all over the place, not picking up a lot of yards with his legs. I love Miami here. I really do. Blaine, you're shaking your head, so let me hear why I'm wrong. Yeah, no, I'm going Cleveland. Um, Cleveland can get pressure. That is so dumb. You're – do you just get on here to piss me off? Because you've done no, it tonight, son. Yeah, I know. I'm, I, I I don't mean to. And I saw um, Miami up to even like six and a half with, with some of these lines. So I'm not sure what I'm looking at. But with just two again pressured. Like, watch out. Like, if Cleveland could get pressured to Tua, there's, it's, a, it's a different ball game. And you saw what they limited. Now I know that the Bengals didn't have Jamar Chase. But the showing that that defense put on against the Bengals offense was really impressive i think the more um the more thing to watch is if miami's rushing game can get going you saw jeff wilson was pretty good last week and and most certain wilson if they can get that going a little bit miami's really really tough to beat but i think that that's the story can cleveland stop those guys and drop seven and not allow tua to be in tua and tyreek and waddle to beat them um i i think they can drop a lot Blaine, are you there? I think it's froze, Chan. Okay, I, I was, was going to wait to chime in. We'll, we'll just get Blaine back in. But I, I'm kind of glad he got to go first there. I I don't have a lean here, Chan. I, I, I tend to think more on your side of it with Miami just because I, 
Like, I don't want to bet my money on the Browns for some reason. Like, I just, I don't, I don't like that. I, I just don't want to bet on uh, Jacoby Brissett. So, you know, I, I would rather bet on Miami in the Florida weather, on Tyreek, who is just incredible. Blaine had a, his takeaway mm-hmm. from last week was awesome about Tyreek Hill. Uh, he is definitely the offensive player of the year right now. We tend to see the offensive player of the year given to like the best non-quarterback. It's almost like MVP is just given to quarterbacks. But um, I, I tend to lean Miami uh, in this spot. But I, I, I did want to get what Blaine was saying at the end there. Blaine, we lost you like halfway through that. Um, but just you can pick up right where you left off. No big deal. No, where where'd you lose me? Because I, I thought I lost you guys, so I just kept talking, <laughs> and then my yeah. then my my Zoom stopped. So I didn't really have much else to say. I think it just is more about if Cleveland can stop Miami's rushing attack with new Jeff Wilson, and they're going to so drop you, seven. They're going to drop seven. A, yeah, you brought up a stat. I can't remember when, but is it? And I can't remember. Is is the way to beat Cleveland through the air? Or are you saying it's it's on the ground because I think I because I think I remember seeing something that like Cleve like Denzel Ward had been banged up and Greedy Williams had been getting slaughtered out there and the way that people were beating Cleveland uh, was through the air and they wanted to do that too to score more points so that Cleveland was you know being forced to abandon the run when they were on offense so if that's the case I was just telling Chan before you hop back on like I am leaning on the Miami side, just because of the warm weather in Florida caters to what they want to do on offense. But uh, honestly, like this is the first game that we've talked about that I'm, I'm probably staying away. Um, and the last thing I'll say to you, I saw this is very small sample size, uh, but Kevin Stefanski is two and zero as the Browns coach off of a bye. Maybe he's one of those mm-hmm. coaches who is good at scheming stuff up off a of bye. If that's the case, then plus three and a half that Blaine's saying, uh, would be the play just for the sake of the content for the record. I'll say dolphins minus three and a half, but I don't love it either. Love it. Houston goes to the New York giants. Um, and another game guys, I don't think they have to, I don't think there's a lot to this Houston flat out bad. Um, I think we nailed it right on the head last week when we talked about Houston or excuse me, Blaine did really um, Blaine really, I, he, he had a great call here. Uh, Houston was kind of on fire a little bit weirdly against the Eagles, but they just weren't good enough. And the Eagles kind of started that game really slow, um, kind of lethargic, kind of sleepwalking. And then all of a sudden they kind of just, um, kind of put it on them and ended up winning the game. But Houston's not very good guys. And this Giants, Giants team has a lot of confidence. Um, I don't see them struggling. I mean, they might Maybe it's close through the first half, but I think the Giants are good enough to pull away here. I mean, Daniel Jones isn't going to struggle with this defense, in my opinion, and I'm not the biggest Daniel Jones fan. Minus four and a half at home. I love it. Uh, Johnny, am I wrong here? I think you might be. Whoa. I don't know. Like, wow. Uh, I don't know. Like, I just don't want to bet Daniel Jones to cover five points. Well, so uh, that's fair. And we saw – I know they were at home. I know it was a short week, whatever weird stuff happens on Thursdays, but we saw Houston able to cover the spread last week. They were able to put up some points. The problem is now I didn't even think about this before, but this almost feels like another game that I want to stay away from. But uh, yeah, I, I like Houston plus four and a half here. It feels like something I'd even want to maybe tease up a little bit to, 
to a little higher than that. So uh, Damian Pierce is really good. Um, other than that, the Texans do struggle with talents, like names that you would know. Uh, but it's because they're super young. And don't get me wrong, Houston's bad. I just think they can cover a four-and-a-half team against a New York Giants team who is – I just think, like, they're well-coached, but I just don't trust them to cover five points here. Uh, last thing, too, is uh, the Texans, if you combine offense and defensive snaps – they had the second most snaps in the league uh, from rookies. I mean, they're just a young team, and they, they, they're they looking forward to next year. They're looking Can you hear me? Yeah. So, I mean, I mean sorry, I'm, my computer's having a little bit of issues, but audio is a little messed up. But basically, I, I'm, I'm taking Houston, too, but I'm going to tease it up. I'm going to tease it up because, he, I mean, New York got smoked pre-buy by Seattle. And Houston's going to muck it up. This is going to be a low-possession game. And I think whenever you're, you're looking at this fact, one-two possession type of football game, Houston's pretty good of limiting offenses with one um, with one thing that they can do. I don't think Daniel Jones is good. I don't think New York's wide receiving core is good. I think they're going to force Saquon Barkley to do a, a lot of things. And um, ultimately, uh, New York's going to be able to run the football, but Houston is too. And it's going to be a low-scoring slugfest. Tease it up to eight. That's good. I'll take that. Sorry, I was muted too. You know what? Each one of us had some sort of mic Zoom problem, but you know what's great about this podcast? We're figuring it out and we're back. And I like I like Houston plus eight, guys. <laughs> I just think that now uh, you're back. I just think that the Giants can win this game. I mean, I, I, I just really do. I think Houston's just bad at the end of the day. But um Amy, anybody have any final thoughts? I think I think we pretty much nailed it. Everybody's back here on the Zoom. Yeah, we're, I'm good. If you guys can hear me, I'm back. But I, yeah, like I said, like I just I like plus four and a half. I like Blaine's talk on the tees, like we were both talking about. And again, like I know it's it's going to sound stupid of me. Like I I I don't want to bet on Daniel Jones, but but, but I'm going to bet on Davis Mills. I, yeah, to, to, but there's one thing. It's just like the Giants. I was I I said this two weeks ago maybe even three that like the giants and the jets are both going to go. Now the jets could be wrong. They beat the bills, but just New York fraud. There's a little bit there that I need to be proved. And the Texans have mucked up every game they've played and the giants just aren't that good to blow them out. I think it's going to be a, a very close football game. Giants New are frauds. New Orleans. New Orleans on the road. You can't take on Pittsburgh. Guys, this is the this is the stinkiest game of the slate so far, in my opinion. I'm slapping the stinky tag all over this. What in God's name is New Orleans doing? Um, I completely agree with you, Blaine. You've got to get Jameis out there. He might be he might turn the ball over a ton, but he at least provides some sort of exciting football play. I mean, Andy Dalton um, just isn't it. And they have weapons, guys. They have weapons. Kamara's good. I think their offensive line is a, is worse than what we are accustomed to thinking about the New Orleans Saints. Um, it doesn't look great now. I know Baltimore has a really good 
defensive front. Um, but he was getting whopped. Whopped? Is that a word? He was getting whopped all night, Monday night. Um, and and I, it's it's not good in New Orleans. But on the flip side, it could be worse in Pittsburgh. This team's just not very good. Um, I think there's a reason that New Orleans is favored on the road. Johnny sent it in. What is it? Minus one and a half. I tend to lean New Orleans a little bit. I think they have better players. And weirdly, at the end of the day, they have a better quarterback. Um, I think Kamara can get like 30 touches in this game. I'll go Saints. Um, Blaine, what do you think? Yeah, it's a weird game. I don't love to pick either way. If I'm going to, I'm going Pittsburgh just because they're, I mean, they're pretty good at home. Tomlin coming off of bye is going to, I love that for Pittsburgh, but good Lord. I don't know what to expect out of New Orleans either. I mean, I picked them last week against Baltimore and then they completely made me look like an idiot. Pittsburgh's been able to keep games close. Dolphins was close. Buccaneers, I mean, they beat the Buccaneers. They got blown out by the Bills, but everything else has been one possession football game. It's more of liking Pittsburgh and Tomlin off a bye, Pittsburgh at home more than I want to bet New Orleans or what I think about New Orleans. It's just, just a weird football game. Stinky. Real stinky, guys. <laughs> yeah, like Michael Thomas is out for the year, guys. Like, the Saints just suck. I mean, come on, let's just, yeah. like, let's stop, right? Yeah. The Saints are bad. And yeah. uh, their coach is not good either. Dennis Allen's a coordinator. He's not a coach. And so I want to I want to bet on Tomlin. Um, I saw this, too. It's like some <laughs> bulletin board material. Uh, Kenny Pickett met when he was going through the draft process. He met with New Orleans twice kind of thought he was going to get drafted there and they end up, you know, taking Olave. So maybe that's some bulletin board material for him so we can get up for this spot. Um, the Saints and the Steelers are combined. They they have 12 losses combined. Doesn't that feel weird? Like these are, these are like proud franchises for our league, like with a hit with history and they're combined five and 12. Like these, this is just a, a gross game with two teams that aren't very good, but I'll put my money on, on Pittsburgh plus one and a half. Tomlin said he's optimistic that TJ Watt will return for this spot. And uh, this is a good stat that you guys will like. Um, Mike Tomlin is 16, three and three against the spread as a home dog in his career uh, as the coach of the Steelers. So 16, three and three, pretty good odds that, They'll cover and get this done. So give me Pittsburgh plus one and a half. Indianapolis goes to the Las Vegas Raiders in a game I am very comfortable with slapping the stinky tag back-to-back games. Wow, this game is stinky. The Indianapolis Colts making waves in all the wrong ways, and that kind of rhymes, but – Hiring Jeff Saturday, what an interesting move. Uh, A huge splash um, in terms of publicity because of this kind of just like the, the, the weirdness factor and he doesn't have any experience and he's not even on the staff. And it's just kind of an unprecedented move by the Colts, who I just think might be a weirdly, weirdly run franchise. When you think of the Colts, you think of a winning organization, but their moves this season and over the last couple of years, starting with Phillip Rivers, really, um, and it's kind of weird. He's been like their best quarterback in the last four years. But um, it went eleven and five. <laughs> he went to the playoffs. 
I mean, yeah. it's just it's just been really, really poorly run, it seems like. Um, Shaquille Leonard is a guy that everybody talks about, and he's a really good football player, but he doesn't play enough games. Um, it's just weird, and they do this. I don't love it at all um, in terms of a, uh, in a going forward, but, guys, I love it this weekend. I absolutely love it this weekend. The Colts, they have nothing. They have no pressure. They have no worry in the world in terms of do they win or lose. And the Raiders have to beat them. <laughs> the Raiders have to beat the Colts or their season is completely screwed. The Raiders are trending dead. They're trending dead. They're still barely alive, I think. I truly do. But they have to win this game. The pressure resides on Vegas. They're minus six at home. Uh, I love the Colts to cover, and I'm going to – mess around and pick the Colts to win. Oh, Blaine. nice, nice, nice. I, I That's fun because I texted earlier to you guys. I was like, how do I not put my entire DraftKings winnings from week one? I've, I've just been riding my week one. I made like a shit ton of money. <laughs> I'm still losing this year, but how do I not bet the whole thing on the Raiders here with what's going on? Jeff Saturday tweeted two weeks ago as he was an analyst, quote, Raiders are horrible. That was two weeks ago. Bolton board material um, for the Raiders, maybe with with Saturday. But man, I don't know what the, what the Colts are going to look like getting out the gate. And my bet here is just take whatever the spread is for the Raiders in the first half and take it, take it, take it, take it. The Colts have been horrible in the first half. Zero and nine against the spread in the first half this season. They've lost eleven straight games in the first half, dating back to last year. In the in the as far as spread goes. And the Raiders have been really, really good in the first half. I mean, hell, they've lost three games that they led by 17. So I'm not necessarily wanting to bet the spread because I don't know what this whole aura that you're talking about, Chandler, of maybe the Colts are up or maybe they're not, whatever. Raiders are going to score early, but it could be a shit show late because these teams both have weird quirks, and and that's my bet. I think that tweet was from Sunday, Blaine. I think he tweeted it Sunday and got hired wow. this week. So, wow. like, it, regardless, it's still crazy. Unreal. Johnny, sorry. Uh, Just a brief programming alert. Uh, Elsewhere in the world of sports, we have a final from Great Southern Bank Arena as the Missouri Mm. State Bears men's basketball team starts their season off with a victory against Missouri S&T 82-47. Okay, Uh. my take. My take on this football game. (laughs) Bears! Was that you did that wrong? No, not really. <laughs> yeah, you gotta roll the R, not the roll S. The R, bro. What are you doing? <laughs> S. Uh, <laughs> well, they get a victory there, and uh, that puts me in a good mood. So, uh, this football game though is kind of gross. I, I was kind, I, I was thinking how you were thinking, Chandler. Like, it would be so fun to bet the Colts in this spot, like every because. The smart thing to do, I think, is to bet, like Blaine said, your life savings on the Raiders here. Now, if you go to the archive of podcasts, last week I said I was going to bet my life savings on the Raiders minus one or whatever it was against the Jaguars when they were up 17 nothing. That felt amazing. Thankfully, I didn't do the life savings, but I did bet uh, a little bit, yeah, on the Raiders last week, and it screwed me. Thankfully, a couple other bets got me in the positive last week, but... I just think that I 
I can't I can't bet on Jeff Saturday. I can't bet on Sam Ellinger. That's that's more of what it is. Like I can't I can't bet on Sam Ellinger who scored, you know, six the, the Colts scored 16 points in his first start, three last week and last week was awful. I mean, awful. Um so I I just I'll take the Raiders plus 6 here. For me, it might just be like throw a Raiders money line into a parlay just because like maybe some weird shit does happen here and like they strike gold with Saturday or or something. So I wanted to say a couple of stats here before I get out of here on this game. Oh, also the Raiders cut Jonathan Abram, another first round pick, and he was claimed by Green Bay. From 1960 to 2021, the Raiders blew as a franchise. They blew five 17 point plus leads. Um, they've done that three times this year. So they are just getting out to leads and not and not uh, seeing the game through. They were up 17 nothing on the Chiefs. Um, so I, I don't know. I just don't think that Ellinger can score. They do or they do expect to get Jonathan Taylor back, but I'll take the Raiders. Dallas goes to Green Bay in an NFC kind of a uh, an old school rivalry between two really uh, really successful franchises. But one of these teams, Dallas, really kind of looking good right now uh, at this point in the season. And on the flip side, Green Bay might be the worst team in the NFC. Guys, I mean they are bad. They don't even they score nine points against the Lions, who have one of the worst defenses in the league. Aaron Rodgers those two picks in the red zone. Um, he has nobody really to throw to with Dobbs being out. Christian Watson's banged up every play. Sammy Watkins, Sammy Hamstring Watkins, as I believe Johnny uh, named him. He, you never know what you're going to get from him. This Packers team is in a bad spot. They're banged up on defense. Uh, they lost, uh, I who his first name is, but his last name is Stokes, defensive back. They lost Rashawn Gary for the season, ACL. Aaron Jones banged up in the loss of the Lions. Don't know about him for this week. They expect him to play, but that doesn't always feel like you're going to play the entire game um, unless you get, um, for lack of a better term, lucky. I love Dallas here. In Lambeau, doesn't scare me. Dallas's style can travel. Their defense is ridiculous. Packers can't they – can't, uh, they can't pass protect. Michael Parsons might be the best player in football. He really might be. I mean, I understand we have Patrick Mahomes. Um, who is the best player in football, but Michael Parsons could be the best player in football. I mean, he's a freak. I love Dallas. Their defense is nasty. They shut down the Packers, and it continues to be very poor in Green Bay. By the way, we might need to start asking about uh, getting Jake on for a little Packers segment. Haven't seen any content from the Packers fan. Haven't seen anything, you know, any sort of gloating, as the kids call it these days um from him so i might have to keep, might have to reach out see if we can get him on the pod but um yeah dallas all day is it johnny yeah i think so uh dallas all the way here and for the last few games being kind of reluctant to want to bet on the games i really want to bet on dallas here and and i have been really hard on dallas i can't stand the cowboys um but that defense is really good and they're playing good football right now they like long term, if I was an NFC team like Philly or I mean, who else is good in the NFC? Anyways, I just I don't think Dallas has that 
ceiling that would scare me in this matchup. I'd be terrified if I was Rodgers and I was Green Bay or a, a Packers fan. Green Bay just put up nine points against the worst defense in football. Like, what are they going to do here? Aaron Jones, their best offensive player, like, might not play in this game like you were saying, Chandler. They can't get A.J. Dillon going. Rodgers is uh, – his his body language is terrible. It's horrible. I just – I can't believe that uh, he, he's, he, he looks like that. Um, so, I'll take Dallas here. Green Bay's terrible. They, they could they could lose this game by three touchdowns. Yeah, it's all about the injury report to me. Like I I want to refuse that Green Bay is this bad, but I like I, I they haven't shown me anything otherwise. I mean, you, you said it, man. Eric Stokes out. Um, Romeo Dobbs is that ankle. He'll be out for a couple of weeks plus uh, as as he got banged up. So who's he going to throw it to? What are they going to do? They've been trying to get the run game going with Aaron Jones as they should have the entire year, but. I mean, Dallas coming off a bye, I just, man, I something about me is like, man, Green Bay could really make this interesting. I want to bet it so, so, so bad, but the injury report for Green Bay is just horrific. And I'm not, yeah, I'm totally staying away, but, I'm, you know, I would completely um, gun to my head pick Dallas too. Guys, they've lost five in a row. Green Bay's lost five That's in a row. so I, bad. I mean, this is all, it's the, it's the smallest sports market in the entire nation. Everyone in Wisconsin is losing their shit. Like this is like there is a lot on the line here. So you might be onto something there, but like they like they have to be up for this spot. The problem is, is like Bakhtiari is hurt again too. Yep. Like I don't yep. like they are not going to be able to run. They're not going to be able to move the football just based off of what's been happening and what the matchup looks like. And they've lost defensive pieces, too. So how are they going to stop? If Dallas is smart, they're really going to have to start riding Tony Pollard and then using Ezekiel Elliott more in those, like, pound you situations. But, you know, Dallas is Dallas is buzzing right now. Like Dallas is seems like the front runner for Odell Beckham Jr. Like, it's just – this is a big spot for Dallas. McCarthy going back to Green Bay. Right. Like this is just – I like all those storylines for Dallas right here. One thing I'll say, a uh, uh, final thing, Rodgers is, for the first time in his career, a home dog of more than three points. It's it's five here. As a home dog in his career, he is four, two, and one straight up, and five, one, and one against the spread. So all of that information fits your, your lean, Blaine, on Green Bay here, but in those matchups, right? Like he probably had players like Devontae Adams, Ahmad Green, uh, uh, Jordy uh, Nelson, Jordy, ne- Jordy Nelson, Donald Driver, like James Jones. You know, like he, he he didn't have a banged up Christian Watson or Sammy Watkins or Robert Tunyon. Like, yeah, it's I, this is a scary bet on the Packers. Yeah, but I and I also I just like I truly don't know who Dallas quite is yet. I'm not bought in. I, I know they're a really good football team, but I just like I want to see it this week, and then I'll be all in on Dallas next week. But I just I'm I'm scared. I, I'm real I'm real scared to take it. Dallas has Buffalo week after this. By the way, great game. Oh, sorry, no, 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 sorry, that's wrong, that's wrong. Minnesota after this. Oh, Dallas. Arizona goes on the road to take on the Los Angeles Rams. NFC West matchup, guys. I think this could be this could be a partial stinky tag. 
for what everything we've said about the Buccaneers, the Rams are that much worse. They are on pace. I believe Nick Wright said this, and we th- this might be, might as well just be the shout out pod tonight because we've been talking about all these guys. But Nick Wright had a great point. I mean, the Rams are on pace for like the worst Super Bowl defense of all time. They can't do anything. They can't run the football. They can't get the ball to anybody that isn't named Cooper Cup. Um, it it's so predictable. I I've never seen a more predictable team in my entire existence i mean even bad teams aren't this predictable and i understand that they're the rams just a bad team um and 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 jalen ramsey uh, you can't say things like that after the after the game but my god he's right i mean he they have the right to be pissed you hold tampa to a to nine points for 50 or for 55 minutes or whatever it was and and you just they just can't do anything. But on the flip side, Arizona is in shambles. I mean, Cliff and and Kyler and DeAndre, they're not on the same page. They seem to be in a really bad position in terms of just their overall team. Um, I think for the Rams defense, I think they still believe in McVay, and they really don't have any reason not to. Um, People go through tough patches, but the Cardinal, this has been kind of going on for a while, and Kyler just – He's like we said last week, he just looks like a whiny little toddler out there. And I don't know what Vegas was thinking. They've they were underdogs twice, or excuse me, they were favored twice when they played Seattle, and they neither time were they the better team. Um, so I this is a really tough I'm staying way away from this game. Um, if I was a betting man, and I would take I guess I'd take the Rams because they're at home. That's the only reason why, Blaine. Yeah, I I think I would uh I would take the Rams too. And I I left this game open on my my notebook here because I didn't know where I was going to go with it. But as I continue, McVay losing three straight is that really going to happen? Is that really going to happen? And when I look across the other side, Cliff has been horrible late in the season. I mean, you look back at the last two years, they've been really good to start and then they fell apart. I just there there's something about me Rams get back at home. I think I think they can get right a tiny bit and against the Cardinals, McVay has been lights out. 5-0 and 1 against the spread. Give me Rams. He owns Cliff. Cliff sucks. Cliff sucks. And uh this this game sucks. Um a whole bunch here, guys. Just Cliff with a K. That's bad. Uh, it's disgusting. Two F's too, right? Yeah, two F's. <laughs> And an L and an I. He is losing <laughs> football games and banging moms and daughters. It is ridiculous. Congrats on the sex, but they suck as a football team. A few points. My book won't even offer this game to bet on. One, Stafford didn't practice today. With He was uh, in the concussion protocol, which I didn't even hear about. Kyler didn't practice today, nursing a hamstring. And the third point is, guys, it is 8.49 p.m. Central Standard Time, in, now 8.50. In 10 minutes, episode one of in-season Hard Knocks oh. drops tonight. And we're going to get to see all the dysfunction of this miserable team. I am so excited to watch that uh, before bed. So, yeah, that's I'm looking forward to that. I'll bet. Just because of the hard knock stuff, I'm gonna bet on on the Ram on the uh, Cardinals plus one and a half. <laughs> but uh, 
Yeah, Chan, I'm pumped too, bro. They we got hard in, in season hard knocks is starting up, and uh, I'm not gonna bet this game, but just for this, I'll take Cardinals. Johnny, what a stat there! I completely forgot about that. That just got me so fired up. We what a way to end the pod. In the pod, get it uploaded right into hard knocks with the Cardinals. You gotta love that Sunday night football. This is actually I didn't I didn't realize this was Sunday Night Football. This is a great matchup that I just stumbled upon. Really, um, the Los Angeles Chargers go on the road to take on the San Francisco 49ers. I think this is going to be a really awesome game, guys, because I don't know what's going to happen. I don't think I know either of these teams at all. I really don't. I like to say that the Chargers stink, um, because I think they do, but like. If they beat the Niners, do they really stink? And they can definitely beat the Niners. Niners seven-point favorites at home. I don't love that at all. I First off, before I get into the game, I'll take Chargers plus seven right now. I think this game comes down really, really close to the wire. Um, and and in those moments, I kind of tend to trust Herbert more than Jimmy G. I really do. Um, now, I know that the Chargers are banged up offensively. Their uh, wide receivers aren't necessarily um, world beaters. I do kind of like Josh Palmer um, and, of course, Eckler. But um, it's going to be an interesting game. I think a lot can happen in this one. I really don't know if I have a lean right now. I kind of want to hear what you guys have to say about it because my heart, I want to take the Chargers. I really do. But um, it, it's it's a tough game. Johnny? Yeah, I just think seven's too many. I think it's too many. It, it, Chargers don't have to travel very far be good weather i don't think keenan allen's gonna play i don't know if, if he does it he said he's not gonna come back until he's like fully healthy he came yeah. back like partially healthy before the bye week and then like got worse over the bye week right so so i yeah i don't know and mike williams looks like he's still out i just think that i just think seven's too much i mean like we talk we talk a lot of shit on the chargers rightfully so their coach i think is in the same category as cliff fake sharp but they are five and three like i just think that as a i think they can cover the seven um and if i'm wrong the chargers lose so hell yeah so i'll take them plus seven brandon wheeler coach of the chargers here he comes yeah no no you don't i'm going san francisco wow they're it's it's like you got to take a team you got you got to take a team when they're in their stride and San Francisco is just on a high right now with McCaffrey after last week and the Chargers just haven't been the same after Herbert's rib injury now obviously with Williams and Allen being banged up has hurt that but uh, Herbert has an 83 quarterback rating it's 24th in the NFL since he hurt his ribs just they haven't been right their defense has been you know questionable as well and when you add that together with a hot san francisco team after last week i just i think san francisco is licking their chops to kill the chargers here and and i'm gonna go san francisco man hindsight's always 2020 and it really is with injuries but like when we sit and think about how much of a turd brandon staley is uh Herbert should not have played that week three game against the Jaguars. You have Chase Daniel, and it really does feel like it's kind of just derailed their season. I mean, he's probably 
hurt. I mean, a quarterback throwing all the time on those He was playing in the fourth quarter, and they were getting blown out. This guy is an idiot. He that is it is really dumb. Um, and you know it's it, I'm sure Herbert that week was like I'm fine, I'm ready to go, I'm ready to play. And at the end of the day, like you can't hold that against them, and you really can't tell them no. But God dang, man! <laughs> I say no, I did, dude. Like little fantasy point, I said it last week. Add Josh Palmer. Yeah, because you did, Blaine. Really he went. He went for 100 last week, and they have no one else. If yeah. Allen and Williams don't do it again, add him. Like, he's going to be on your waiver wire. Just add him and plug him and, and put him as your flex. It's it's an easy 80-plus yard game for him again. But I don't, I still don't trust the Chargers. Last game of the slate before we get to the best game of the week. Monday Night Football, November 14th, 2022. The Washington Commanders travel to the Philadelphia Eagles for an NFC East rivalry as old as time should be an interesting game because I do believe, I really, really believe the commanders are scrappy. They really commanded on Sunday and they could have beaten the Vikings playing. I think you agree with me on that at least. Absolutely. The Absolutely. commanders definitely could have won this game. And in a rivalry game, weird things happen. And, and you know, this Washington team is going to be fired up. They like Taylor Heineke in 11 in a divisional matchup. Philadelphia, 11-point favorites at home. I get that they are undefeated, but good Lord. I I love the Commanders plus 11 here. I think the Eagles win. I think the Commanders cover. I think it's a, a lot closer than what Vegas thinks. And as we know, I'm smarter than Vegas, Blaine. Yeah, I'm smarter than Vegas, too, and I'm going right with you. I mean, let's put our brains together and, yeah. and knock them down. I mean, Heineke is the driver of our fuck ba- Vegas bus right now. He, he is two the against... driver of his bus. Hey, Taylor, and... Taylor, you're the driver. Driving. That's right. That's right. Eight and two and one against the spread <laughs> in his career. I mean, come on, take him 11, 11 in That's a so division many. game. This is, I mean, I don't want to hype up Washington too much, but we saw the possible potential. There's their defense has been better lately. Philadelphia really hasn't seen a whole lot this year. We've talked about it on the pod before. They're undefeated, playing eh, Dallas teams is their only throughout. team they play that's good. Yeah, I mean they beat the Vikings handily, but oh not good. Like two, yeah, two point Kirk Cousins, bad in primetime, week two. Screw it. Bad but period. You you, you 11 points in a division in this game monday night no way washington i love it i i i really think they they make a point here hey we're a playoff team and we're gonna keep riding and i'm gonna keep riding washington whoa whoa, whoa. johnny give me something on that i love that blame that might be that long neck talking i'm curious you guys are hilarious i'm curious to see where this line's at on monday Uh, Blaine's just shown he's got a, a quite the empty beer collection accumulating in front of his computer. But uh, Johnny, we'll they, the didn't, number. they didn't have to. The, the listeners didn't have to know that because he just said a Commanders are a playoff team right now. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I said a week one. So <laughs> yeah, true. All right. So, so Philly minus eleven is a lot of points. I'm curious to see where this line at is closer to Monday to see where the money is going. But if you guys are acting like that on the on the eleven, I'm I'm trying to get sexy too. Plus three fifty on the money line. The Eagles are going to lose at some point. They, I mean, they're not going to go undefeated. The schedule's pretty easy going forward. They've had some easy matchups. 
Now they have had the mini buy, right? Thursday to Monday. Yeah. They're at home. They can get healthy. So maybe Heineke goes into Philadelphia. And if you want that plus three fifty, you could you could make some money on that one right there. I'm and I think I might I might I might flag plant right here. Oh right here. Eagles Eagles World Series hangover? I mean, you know Philadelphia before season, needs before the season, you guys like I said this story twenty times. Before the season, I was all over the Eagles to win this division and be in the playoffs. You guys had convinced me before that on that podcast that we picked our division winners and our playoff teams to go commanders. I changed it back to the Eagles before the season started. Flip flop, flip flop, flip flop. I'm gonna flop back on this one and I'm taking the commanders plus three fifty on the money line. Whoa! The Whoa! The I got plant on the commanders. Wow. I mean, I got my hands up like you're preaching to God. I'm preaching to you, Johnny. Give me more of that. That's what, uh, man. They Still have Washington. to lose sometime. You're right, Johnny. What a time. Let's. Uh, and you know what? That would just be a really big win for the for the pod. I mean, we were we we're, we need the commanders bad to make us look good. <laughs> we need them bad, Blaine. Especially you and me. <laughs> so give it to us, Monday Night Football. I love it. Let's wrap up. the <laughs> Wow. Let's wrap up the show, boys. Sorry, a little microphone incident. <laughs> this pod has been absurd. Really pissed off tonight, I guess. I would need the commanders to win. Jacksonville comes to Arrowhead Stadium. What a matchup, honestly. I think if you're not in Kansas City, Chiefs, Kingdom, you could put the sneaky tag on this, presumably, given the fact that the Jaguars I don't think are very good. Obviously, I cannot freaking wait for this game. I think this is a time for the Chiefs to really utilize playing an opponent that they are so much more superior than on paper to really get some sort of running game identity. I think this is a time where we can line up and play a little bit more physical football and try and see what we can impose our will on another man. Chiefs need this game, I think. I think they kind of did get slapped in the face against the Titans, and I think that that really caught them off guard and that maybe really kind of questioned their toughness, guys. I really do. A question a question in my mind, because we're going to have to play a team like the Titans or the Ravens or somebody that's going to be more physical than us, and, and we have to figure out – we have to have it somewhere in us. We have to have it on film that we can do it, and this is a great time to do it against a team that we are so much better than. And, and off that point – I hate when I have to admit that Twitter is finding really good clips and stuff of this running back room, but people lose sight of the fact that like when you can't run the football, you think it's the offensive line and I'm guilty of it um, um, for sure. Guys, our running backs are just not that good. Like the holes are there. And I understand that running back is an insanely difficult position I've never played football where I had to have running back vision, but like those guys have, and they do, and they only watch film. So like, it doesn't make any sense when you see Pacheco like bouncing it when the hole is right in front of him and things like that. So I think that this is a great opportunity for this chief's offensive line and this running back room to get a little right Get some physicality behind the boys. Of course, we're going to air it out. We can't. We can't lose that identity. But you know, those third and ones. Let's get them convincingly. Come on, put your nuts on the table and run 
fucking forward. Johnny, take it over. <laughs> Nuts on the table. I I love I just I, I I agree with everything that you said. If the Chiefs struggle to run the football against the Jaguars, I'm gonna start getting real concerned. Like going forward. Like they 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 gotta run the football against Jacksonville. I, like they can be Jacksonville not running very well, but like I want them to run like 150 yards in this game plus. I want yeah. them to really establish the shit out of the out of the run and uh, and go from there. So that you know, I'll just talk about Jacksonville a little bit. Doug Peterson's their coach coming back, former Andy Reid assistant, of course. Um Andy Andy Reid is 14 and 6 in his career when facing a head coach head coach previously on his staff. And he's one and zero against Doug Peterson. He was coaching Philly at the time, and that was before uh, Patrick had been had been our quarterback. If you guys remember, just a cool point of that game, Travis got that. They were still running the little Mickey Mouse Club bullshit shovel passes that they still run now, but they ran it like twenty yards from the end zone. Travis Kelsey caught a shovel pass against the Eagles at home and hurdled someone from like five yards out into the end zone. It was super sick. Anyways. Uh, and uh, Travis Etienne looks like a good move for them. Like he's now their bell cow back that James Robinson is on the jets and uh, he's been doing really well. Uh, Trevor was better last week. I think Trevor Lawrence sucks. Um, and I, I just love the chiefs in this spot. The Jaguars have lost their last 20 outdoor games when the temperature has been 55 degrees or less it's it's projected to be 39 degrees at Arrowhead at kickoff. Mahomes is great in the cold. Run the damn football, you know. Like like you said, Chandler, it is on the running backs. Maybe sometimes against Tennessee, it was on the offensive line. Well, that's the number one defensive line and the best defensive tackle tandem in the entire league. So like they're gonna win some reps too. So the running backs have got to get going here. And and if they can't, I'll be I'll be really concerned. Blaine, what do you got here? Yeah, I'll be really concerned too. But you know, would you you look at this? Uh, yes, the Jaguars are three and six, but they got a really good linebacking core and Devin Lloyd, um, Josh Allen, and and just what they can do up front. That their secondary is their weakness. So does that play to the Chiefs? And yes, I want them to run the ball, but I also want Pat to have a day if he can be clean back there i don't want them to throw 60 times but i do want them to be a balanced offensive attack and i think that comes with obviously throwing the ball but you know jaguars are pretty good at stopping the run they've shown that throughout the year and it, slightly concerning but um you know with this offense like i you know just thinking about this is pat's legs or trevor lawrence's legs the Jags have been good recently because Trevor Lawrence has been able to tuck the ball and run and has not been limited to throwing the football. What is the Chiefs' secondary going to look like here? I think that this is the biggest test our secondary has seen in multiple weeks with these young rookies back there. We're going to learn a lot this week, and I think they're going to show up and play. But I'm looking more at Jacksonville's offense other than Kansas City's offense of how that looks like. Travis Etienne is really good, guys. He can get If he gets a step – He's going to take it five, ten yards, and, and he can. So can our secondary be good and, and we load the box and stop um, and, and make Trevor Lawrence throw the football with these young rookie cornerbacks? 
Yeah, got to stop the pass. Got to take it away. Do not give him any confidence. Keep the crowd in it. I actually, and I love that this game is at noon for some reason. I kind of miss noon Chiefs football every once in a while. I mean, I yeah. like the primetime game, obviously, and it makes for a less stressful morning and day. But I mean, hell, we grew up with only noon games. This is like a more of a nostalgia feeling. Like you woke up on Sunday and it was time for the Chiefs game, dude. Like, let's freaking, you're getting out of church. And it's like, we got to get home now. Like, let's go. So you got to wake up, Kansas City, Chiefs Kingdom, and we got to get our piss hot. We're not used to this. So you better bring it, Arrowhead Stadium. I'm calling on you. If I could be there, I'd freaking be there. Um, it's a huge game, Blaine. And I love what you said about the secondary. Um, it is going to be a test. And especially after a week where they didn't have to really do anything but a couple plays to keep them from passing. Um, the Jaguars are going to try to throw it around the yard. Am I wrong? No, you're right. And the Jaguars have allowed the second least amount of sacks in the NFL this year. Now, mind you, that's because they've been able to get ATN going and, and things. But, I mean, it's it's completely on the Chiefs' pass defense here. You've got to limit this. You have to be able to get to Trevor, and you have to be good on the back end um, because they'll eat you up. they got weapons, and, and I don't want that to be overlooked, even though they're three and six. Johnny, your your final thoughts on the game? Chiefs are healthy. Two players did not practice today for the Chiefs. One was uh, Blaine's boy, Colin Saunders. It was just a no injury, not injury related. He should be back later. Uh, everything's good there. And the other one was McColl. He's got a tummy issue. He's got an abdomen issue. They said. He's, got, he's got a sick tummy. So uh, he's been scoring a lot of touchdowns for the Chiefs, though. I, I'd like to have him out there on Sunday. I love the Chiefs minus nine and a half. Could be a great get right spot just for everything. Like just an all around dominant win it's the the since the indianapolis game it's the softest team that you've played they do have some good players and they're coming off of a win but this is a game the sheet the chiefs should take care of 50 and a half total vegas thinks there's going to be some points and i tend to think it's going to really be on the Chiefs' side and it looks like vegas with a nine and a half spread thinks thinks that as well so um if mahomes can go for three touchdowns 300 you know he, he mahomes is now the be vegas betting favorite for MVP. Mahomes knows that. He wants that shit. So I think Mahomes is going to go out there and ball out and just have an all-around offensive effort, great defensive effort. If Mahomes throws for 300, touch, 300, three touchdowns, you can run for 100-plus yards, get a couple touchdowns there, win this game like 35-17, give me that. One question. Do the Chiefs try anything else in this running game? Is Ronald Jones ever going to get a chance? I mean, now is the time. We talked about it earlier. I don't think it. Might, I don't think it'll happen. I hope it happens, but not after his tweet. No, because yeah. Andy didn't like that shit either. Andy said yeah. like they asked him about it in his press in one of his pressers, and he's just said like, yeah, yeah, you know, I talked to, I talked to Ronald Jones, and like, I watch. You know, I know you guys do do too. I watch everything that they put up on the media. You really got to listen to Andy Reid because like he is very meticulous and precise on what he says. He tries to not say a lot. He said about the Ronald Jones thing, he ended it with, and yeah, you know, I talked to him, but he didn't need to do all that. And to me, that means Andy, you know, they, they, they this is a good team, a well-run organization. Why do you need distractions like that from somebody on your practice squad? I wanted Ronald Jones to get a chance. Like something else yeah. has to change, but bro, like you don't need to do all that shit. Shut the fuck up. Ride number one. McKinnon's the best back, clearly. Uh, Chandler, I think you said it a few weeks ago that maybe limit him early and show him a lot late. I think it might 
come to fruition. Clyde had what I think Clyde got 17% of snaps last week. <laughs> That's awesome. Seven, it, well, is, is that 17%? It was 101 snaps and he had 17 snaps. So, yeah. I mean, whatever that comes out to, if that's the right math. Yeah, About, that's, yeah, 17%. That's good, too. That's – he stinks, too. I don't want any more than that. And quite frankly, McColl, you stink, too. <laughs> Hasn't scored a lot of touchdowns, though, but I'm not saying that out loud. Boys, good app. It should be a great game Sunday. Get up, get that coffee, drink, and get ready to roll. Maybe a little maybe a little Irish coffee, if you will, Sunday morning. That sounds pretty good. It's going to be a little not chilly. Bad, not bad. Not going to be bad. All right, boys, great episode. NFL Week 10 pod in books. Enjoy it. Uh, we don't have a lot left. Johnny Blaine, anything else? Oh, my God. Johnny's Radio on Friday. Thought. Johnny's final thought. Radio- what, where is my head? Johnny's final thought. Please give it to us. I'm an idiot. Radio on Friday from 4 to 6 here in Springfield on The Jock. Uh, you can listen to us, 969thejock.com. Like I said, from 4 to 6 if you're in town. Um, listen to us as well. Give us a call if you want to. We'll be doing all the, all three of us for the entire show. We'll be on there. It'll be dope. And uh, going forward again on Fridays, we, we are on there. And, no, we covered it all. Final thought, listen to us on Friday. And go Chiefs. Go Chiefs, baby. Blaine, Chiefs. Johnny, talk to, you, uh, talk to you next week, okay? See you guys. Later.